This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, Whoa, That's Good fam? Welcome back to Whoa, That's Good Wednesday. I hope everybody is having a great week. As always, it's about to get a lot better because we have an incredible guest on the podcast today. In fact, whenever I posted on Instagram and said, who do you want to see? There were several comments and Sydney McLaughlin. And because you asked, actually before you even asked, I'd already DM'd her and I had asked her to be on the podcast. So when everyone said that, I was like, score. So I'm so thankful you're on the podcast and that you said yes and just so grateful to get to have a conversation with you. Absolutely. I'm very excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Yes, I have um, admired you from afar. Like I said before we even started, you're a huge inspiration um, in so many different aspects of life. But also, I feel like we're really similar. And a lot of people have said that because mm. you are just um, so unapologetically yourself on social media with, with your faith, with your goofiness, with all of it. <laughs> um, even your wisdom teeth video, I was laughing so hard because that is like, I posted a wisdom teeth video that was like so bad. And it was just so um just the raw unfiltered wisdom teeth experience and so when I saw yours yeah. I was like this girl is awesome we're destined to be friends <laughs> <laughs> well I love that because you know social media is a place where you don't always get the authentic self so I appreciate that there's someone else that is willing to do that and you know share the real truth Gosh. of who they hey. are so it's refreshing. It's great. Well, I got to yeah. ask you the question that I ask everybody who comes on the Will Let's Go podcast to start us off. And that is, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Great question. Um, <laughs> you, there's so many things that I could say, but I don't even know that my answer would qualify as advice as much as it mm -hmm. is like, like my husband phrased it. It's more of a lens that you view life through. Um, cool. And it's actually a sermon that my pastor preached last week uh, that cool. completely changed my view. Just um, living from the place of the greatest earthly joy that we can have, which is the assurance of salvation. And mm. through that lens of every day, understanding that the joy to come is so much greater than the trials that we face that wow. ultimate, like ultimately in every situation and every circumstance changes my view to one of joy. Mm regardless of Good. what I'm going through. And I thought that was just like mind blowing to me. So wow. That's yeah. so good. Gosh, that's so yeah. good. And such a different way to live your life, um, to see yeah. trials as joy. But the Bible talks about that so many times, like consider it mm -hmm. your joy when you go through trials. And those are those verses that are a lot easier to read than to live, right? Yeah. It's like, you're like, yes, like that sounds so good, but to live it is another challenge. But living it and, and seeing God, God's goodness in the midst of 
the hard things in the midst of the mm-hmm. heartaches. Like it's just a beautiful perspective to have. So I love that so yeah. much. And I love that your pastor said it. It's amazing how you'll just go to church on a Sunday and they'll say something so pivotal in your life. And it's just like, wow, that changes everything for me. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, which kind of goes with this is just how hard like of a job you do is like, I think, you know, people see um, a gold medal and Olympian and a world champion. And, and sometimes you can think, well, it's easy for them. They're, they just, mm-hmm. they're the world record holder, but that is so hard to do. Like that is yeah. so hard to do. And I know like you work your butt off. And so how do you, um, how do you find the joy in something that can be so hard and the strength to push yourself through the pain and through the hard things. One thing I love that you said on your world record lap, you said that last 100 hurt. And when you said it in your interview, I was like, that's actually so good to hear that like that was hard, that hurt. But what is it in you that pushes you to just like do the hard thing? Oh my goodness. I think just the understanding that God's given us the ability to do amazing things. And Mm -hmm. I think in my sport, especially, you know, this is what I love to do. There's so many limits that we've placed on ourselves as athletes and being able to every day when I go to the track, literally before every single workout, I pray. I'm like, God, I pray that you may get me through this workout because I know in my own strength, I'm going to quit after the first rep. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to want to finish this. I'm going to be crying on the floor. But just knowing that every job that a person may have, whatever it is that they do is an opportunity to glorify him. um, That's really what pushes me is like, I'm not hurting for myself, right? I'm hurting mm-hmm. so that when I cross that line and I have that opportunity to have the microphone in my face, I can glorify him. Um, and cool. just being able to like push myself through those bounds, number one, like glorifies him. But number two, also there's a sense of accomplishment and knowing that I faced those fears and those trials and that pain. And I was able to reap the reward because I didn't give up in that moment. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Gosh, it's so cool. For for those who don't know Sydney and a lot of her story, just like shout out to you that you do actually hold the world record in the 400 <laughs> meter hurdles. Like it's actually insane. You ran a 50, what is 56? 50.6. Uh, like that's like, I yeah. don't even, without the hurdles, I can't even come close to that. So that is just like insane. I've actually never been a runner, never liked running, but um, I appreciate and respect those that do. And so watching you do that is just incredible. What is that? What, what was that feeling like? Because you just looked, in some sense, you looked so peaceful after it. You just yeah. sat there and it was like taking in this moment. What, what did that feel like? I, like I said, and like you said, it hurt really bad. Yeah. Um, to go and do something that someone, no one's ever done before, right? Like mm-hmm. under Crazy. 51 seconds, it's a different mental beast. And, you know, a lot of people ask me like, why don't you smile before the race? Everyone else is smiling when the camera comes on then. And I'm like, mentally, I'm preparing to do something that no one's done before. And it yeah. takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of faith in God because yeah. I don't know if my body's going to be able to handle those last hundred meters, those last two hurdles, whatever it is. So for me, being able to really put my faith and trust in God and be able to execute the way that I did, uh, crossing that line, I felt this sense of accomplishment, um, a Mm. little bit of let down because I obviously you always want to go a little bit faster. Um, but just, I was very, very just grateful. And I remember just saying like, thank you, God, because the nerves and the energy and everything that went into that for months, that was a very anticipated race. 
um, you know, and you pray about it so much, being able to see it really come to fruition under yeah. his guise. Like I just, I had to sit in that moment. Number one, cause I couldn't move, but number two, just because <laughs> I really wanted to like soak it all in, you know? That's real. That's so good. Gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I was, I was actually thinking that I was watching the race and, um, you know, everybody else, the camera's on them and they're like, Hey, they do their yeah. own thing. And the camera gets on you and you are so focused and yeah. you're almost like talking under your breath. And I was like, I wonder what she's thinking and feeling in that moment, but that's such a good, um, that's such a good insight to say that that actually is a moment that takes so much courage because it does. And yeah. to do something that no one's, it really requires faith. And for you to say, you know, in that moment, I needed the courage and the faith to believe that God's strength was going to to shine through me and to yeah. um, run with me is really just a really cool thing to then see what you were able to do with that for and sure. immediately give him the glory. It almost makes more sense even. I mean, obviously you're going to give God the glory, but it shows why you're so quick to because you're so dependent on him. And I think when you live in that place of dependency on him, you can't help but give him the glory because you look at it and you're like, no, I really could not have done that in my own strength. Absolutely. And the whole time leading up my, you know, my husband, he's so instrumental in this process. And, you know, we picked a verse that was the verse of this meet, which was Hebrews 4.16. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we'll receive mercy and find grace to help us when we need it most. And I felt that that race was me coming boldly to his throne and just no fear being able to just approach him with all that I had. And he worked through me and it was just a beautiful culmination of all that. So. That is awesome. I love it so much. Gosh, I have so many different directions I want to go. Eventually, I'm going to ask you about your husband and how y'all met because y'all are so cute. But first, just take (laughs) us back to like what life was like before, you know, you're an Olympic champion and world champion and world record holder. Like what was it like growing up? What was your family like? And how did you even get into track in the first place? Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or 
or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great. Or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com slash Sadie Rob Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KiwiCo. K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Sadie Rob Summer. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestseller, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500-500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Great question. Um, I'm one of four kids and my parents both ran track in high school and college. So we kind of all grew up in the track space. Uh, They put us in all different kinds of sports and they were like, you guys can choose what you want to do. But honestly, all four of us fell in love with track. It was kind of just that freedom of being able to just run and feel the wind and, you know, this sense of, I don't know, um, just lightness, you know, and and Mm -hmm. untouchability that uh, kind of stuck with it. And, you know, I grew up in a Christian household and that, you know, we, we were born and raised into it, our morals, values and our faith. Um, But it really wasn't actually until just a few years ago that I really started my relationship with the Lord. And um, it's kind of blossomed from there. So It's cool. So what was that like, um, really diving into relationship with the Lord? Because I've been talking about this a lot lately, how, Mm -hmm. you know, you can know who God is, but until you really know Him personally, I think that's when it changes your life. You know, Um, I talk about just this idea of whenever it becomes personal to you, when He becomes personal to you, that's whenever you really see your whole life change because you have a personal relationship. So therefore, 
every day is a day that you're walking with Him. It's no longer just church on a Sunday or um, a scripture in your Instagram bio. It's all right. of who you are, you know? Yeah. And so what was that personal moment like for you? When did it start to become super real? Great question. So even growing up in a Christian household, growing up, going to church my whole life, I never truly had that intimate relationship. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do kind of just with how, you know, church culture was growing up and there was a lack of that intimacy. Um, and I couldn't fully understand the, you know, I grew up in the legalistic part of it and mm -hmm. not so much the, the relational part. Um, and I decided, I was like, if this is what it looks like and all these restrictions and rules, I was like, I'm going to wait till I'm older to give my life to Christ because I don't want to mm -hmm. be restricted from my freedoms. Um, yeah. So I went and lived a life of sin and uh, I tried to find all these things that I thought would fulfill me, including track and year after year, time after mm -hmm. time, none of them satisfied me. Um, mm -hmm. And I would get more and more low trying to reach and grab for things like social media and relationships mm -hmm. to try to fill that void. Um, yeah. and it got to actually COVID and I lived alone mm -hmm. and it was just me and my dog and every day being in that space of just unfulfillment by myself, I was like, there has to be something more to life than this. Because even yeah. when I win races, I don't feel fulfilled. Even when I'm in relationships, I don't feel fulfilled. Even when wow. I get the praise that I thought I won, I don't feel fulfilled. And I was very depressed. And I, it's not till now I realized why I was so depressed because I was lacking that that meaning in my life, which was Christ. Um, and wow. that's when I just slowly started grabbing for what I could find, which was trying to read scriptures that I didn't understand and watching sermons and just trying mm -hmm. to fill myself with the word. Um, and mm -hmm. then slowly studying the Bible. Actually, it wasn't, it was my husband who really just started to teach me what it meant to have a relationship wow. with Jesus um, that completely transformed my life. So, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And isn't it crazy that, because I guess that happened before you went on to do some of the most successful things that you've done in your career. And I do think yeah. that sometimes like, you know, when we make an idol out of something that isn't meant to be an idol, not that it's not a good thing. It's just not to be the idol of your life, you know, right. like track or like a relationship or like social media or whatever we put in the place of God, whatever thing we put trying to get satisfaction other than really just the satisfaction of God's love in our life, it becomes an unhealthy thing. And it does become, it's no longer satisfying. It's no longer fulfilling, even if it's what you used to love. But what's cool is it's like when we are totally saturated and satisfied by God, it seems like the order of everything in our, else in our life falls so perfectly into place and everything else begins to elevate. You know, it's like when you got things in the right order, all of a sudden things begin to click like physically, Absolutely. spiritually, emotionally, like that's so yes. powerful. And I think that's the story of most people when they finally give their life to Christ. Um, mm -hmm. And that looks different in everybody's life. To you, it looks like, you know, relational relationships and track and all your things. But to me, it looks like my relationships and my job and my things and whatever it is in your life, putting God at the center, everything else just falls into place, no matter what those other things are. And so that is so cool to hear that that was like at that time, at 2020, and then here comes 2022, and you go on to accomplish these things, get married, do all this stuff. But first, it was Christ. And I just think that's yeah. super cool. That's Absolutely. really cool. 
So talk to me about your relationship because one thing I love already just hearing you talk is that you keep saying, my husband said this, my husband said this, and everything your husband said is so spiritual and so inspirational. <laughs> I'm like, we need your husband to come back with you on the podcast and yeah. hear him. I actually looked at his Instagram today just knowing you were going to be on and the second post was like him preaching, like, let's mm-hmm. open up the Bible. Let's talk about it. Um, y'all both have that in y'all. Is that something y'all kind of cultivated together in a relationship? Or is that something that he brought into it from him, him being that way and you being that way? To what did that kind of look like? That's such a great question. It was so crazy, too, because during that COVID time, I was really searching for deeper relationship with the Lord. And didn't really know exactly where to find it. Obviously, churches weren't in person yet. And he had DM'd me on Instagram sometime wow. during the summer and just reached out. And, you know, the first thing he did was invite me to a Bible study. And cool. at the time, for me, looking for that community, looking for that um, outreach from, you know, a faith perspective, that was the perfect thing for me. And so our friendship was built upon that. Um, I would do the Bible study, which was an NFL Bible study. And then also he would kind of just read with me through different scriptures and we would talk about stuff. And um, he was definitely deeper and farther along in his faith when we first met. Um, But he he's actually applied to seminary, which he's going to start in January. Um, He has. Yeah, he has a gift for the word like no one I've ever met. So uh, being able to be married to him and just have someone to really just lead me like a husband is supposed to through not only life, but through the word um, has been absolutely amazing. So that's so cool. That reminds me of when me and Christian started dating because um, he DM'd me as well. And I actually didn't, yeah, in the DMs, but I actually didn't see his DM until uh, two years later when we actually met in person. And then I wow. went to follow him on Instagram that night after we met. And then I saw he DM me two years before and I was like, what in the world? But it was like so sweet. And it was about, um, he had seen me preach at Passion Conference and he was like talking to me about that on through uh, social media. And so I was like, okay, this is cool. Like he already, like some of the things he was saying was just so sweet and so kind. And also like he loved passion and he was there. So it's like, okay, we have Mm -hmm. some things to relate on. But immediately when we started talking, it was like, what scripture are you reading? What book are you reading? What sermon are you watching? And it was like, we just were like back and forth, back and forth and growing. And um, I had never had that before in a relationship. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like I kind of had, you know, my relationship with the Lord and they might or might not, you know, have theirs and kind of talk about it, but it was almost unnatural, you know, because it Mm -hmm. wasn't like the, it wasn't everything to, to us yet. But for me at the time when I met Christian, God was so everything to me and so Mm. everything to Christian. And so that's all we could talk about. And that's like what we really built our whole foundation off of. And it's so cool because even in that season of reading the Bible together, when we were dating and just starting dating, we read through Proverbs together and um, we were in Proverbs 16 and we read about this verse that said, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And mm. that's actually where we ended up getting our daughter's name, Honey, from. And oh so it's gosh. just so sweet. Like, I think when you date intentionally like that and you date yeah. rooted in the word, it sets your marriage up um, so beautifully and so much fruit comes from things that, you know, y'all sewed into y'all's relationship before you even had the ring on your finger. So that's so cool. Y'all are built on such a firm foundation. What has it been like just being married and, you know, doing what you do, but now bringing a spouse into it? Because I feel like 
in our culture, you know, a lot of people are like very independent and don't see the full beauty of marriage. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's such a beautiful thing, though, to bring someone into what you're doing and you get to be a part of what they're doing. So what's that look like for you bringing um, your spouse into the full picture of your life? Absolutely. Andre, I mean, he played professional football, so he completely understands my world and what goes along with it, which is honestly one of the things I prayed for in a husband was someone who could understand, cool. you know, my career and what I do. Um, uh, but being married, I we both say this all the time, it's the biggest sanctification tool in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Having someone who can really just hold up a mirror in front of you and show you all of the areas of yourself that aren't like Christ is just like so mind blowing because it really shows you just like how selfish you actually are. Um, we're only six months in, but I can just see so much already, just the fruit of our marriage and, uh, the union that we have, which like you said, is rare these days. People want to be independent, especially, uh, the modern age of, you know, feminism and stuff that we live in. But I, I just, there's such a beauty to understanding your role as a godly woman, uh, with a husband who's a godly man that just, it alleviates so much of the tension that our world brings, you know, Um, and being able to have him with me daily at practice or at meets and whatever it is, um, not only as my husband, but also guiding me spiritually has helped in all of those areas, you know, and Mm -hmm. he's my best friend and, you know, I'm his helpmate. So it's, it's no better thing, you know? That's so sweet. (laughs) I love it so much. I'm like, I'm like smiling because I was thinking about just prepping for the podcast. I was watching some of your YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. I was watching whenever you and him went to do like y'all's food tasting and y'all's last minute. And he was like so sweet to you. And it was so funny. He said something like cheesy and sweet and you just like didn't answer. You're like, okay. And you're like, Oh, am I supposed to say something back to you? Y'all's relationship was just so cute and so sweet. And I just, I love it so much. And it's so true. Like marriage is such a gift. And whenever you are under that, um, just what God designed for you, it it does alleviate so much of the tension in the world. It really does. Um, Mm -hmm. You step into fully who you you know, who you're called to, who you're created to be, what what it was designed to be in so many different ways. So I just love that. Um, I mentioned social media earlier, and I want to talk about it because you really do such a great job with your social media. You're, you have this great balance of this professionalism of like, here's what I do and what I'm really good at. And I'm going to show you all because this is incredible and inspiring and then super fun, like fashionable things because you're so fashionable. And then here you are at, you know, fashion week in Paris and (laughs) and it's so cool to follow on. But then you're also like so real, like you post just Mm -hmm. like, you posted a picture the other day. You're like, and here's my zit that's over saying it's welcome. Like so authentic (laughs) and so real and your relationship is so sweet. And so talk to me about that. Oh, and another thing that's so important, your faith. You never shy away from sharing your faith on social media. Mm -hmm. You even pop on and not only just, you know, say one thing, but you'll go through acts, you'll go through books, you'll talk about it. I just love that. Has that been something that you've been intentional about? Is it something natural to you? Or like, Mm -hmm. how do you view social media? And how have you, you know, thought about the things that you're going to post? Great question. I love that. Um, it's changed. I'll be honest. Uh, when I first started out, um, after like the Rio Olympics and stuff, a lot of it was just about what's cool, what's trendy, what do people like, how do I get the most likes, what, you know, what kind of hair or makeup should I do, kind of stuff. Um, but after being saved and and you know my world completely shifting and my lens being changed, um, a lot of it has. I've always wanted to be authentic in whatever it is that I do, but I think it's 
truly been more about sharing my honest truth about my faith and where the Lord's taking me. Um, you know, not so much my truth, but his truth and yeah. whatever that looks like, you know, and just showing people the reality of life, because I think social media is a place where you can be whoever you want to be uh, for mm-hmm. as long as you want to be. And, you know, all of the filters you can do and Photoshop and all those different things. Mm-hmm. I I really think there's a beautiful, authentic aspect to it when you, you know, you show your zits and you show the hardships yeah, that you're going through and all of the bad parts of your life um, as well, because everyone's going through that, you know? And uh, if I can show that I'm going through a trial or tribulation, but also share how the Lord's carrying me through that and what he's teaching me through that, that helps somebody who may not be as far along in their faith um, through something such as social media, which normally just portrays the beautiful things in life uh, to, to have something to go off of, you know? So, um, I so love being refreshing. able to show the the goofy side and the fun side because that's genuinely who I am. Um, my awesome. my husband will tell you that for sure. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like my agent says all the time, you know, social media is like a digital business card. So obviously, brand posting, track posting, all that kind of yeah. stuff, um, very important. But I want to make sure yeah. it's genuinely who I am, um, yeah. and ultimately that whatever I post glorifies the Lord. So. Yeah, you do a great job at that. The balance is so great because I do think, you know, both are important. It's it's great to share what you do and it's great to share that, like I said, the professionalism of that. And people want to see that because that's mm-hmm. what people, one of the things that, you know, draw people to you. But then at the same time to be like, but that's not all of me. Like right. look, I have a relationship that's a, a huge part of my life and uh, my faith that's the biggest part of my life. And here's uh, the funny things because this is just me on a daily basis. And like, right. I think you do such a good job of well-rounding yourself. And I think so many people on social media, it's like they get, Peg does this like one thing and like they just like own that space because that's what's working and I just think it's so important that like if it's our profile it really shows like us as a person like who are we as a person so not that you have to share everything I think there's wisdom and also you know being like Mm -hmm. okay that is actually just for me and my family and my friends to know you know there's a balance to it all but but you do such a great job at that um I want to read this uh this quote that I had from your mom in an interview. And she said, she's ahead of her time and born with a natural gift. And that gift has to be nurtured. And I just thought it was so beautiful. Like, I just love my mom, like things that they, my parents say over me, just like hold so much value and weight because mm-hmm. they've walked through all of life with me. And for yeah. your mom to be like, she has this natural gift, but the gift has to be nurtured. Like I know over so much of your life, like you've nurtured this gift um, and not a lot of people get to see like the nurturing of it. I think that's mm-hmm. one thing with social media that everybody gets to see like the metal, but not like what the day-to-day process of nurturing something looks like and stewarding something. So what is like yeah. your day-to-day look like, you know, when you're training for something like breaking a world record? And is that something yeah. like once you did that, is it something that you're still pushing yourself to do more, do something different, or where are you kind of now in the process? Yeah, doing something such as that and just the nurturing of the gift, it takes a group. It takes a family, you know, Um mm-hmm. And I think that's the number one thing that I have around me is quality people to help nurture. Uh, mm-hmm. I always say like, and I tell, you know, young athletes, whether they're looking for a new coach or whatever it is, I'm like, you need someone who's going to care about you as a person before you as an athlete. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because if you, the person, is it's not good. okay, you, the athlete, will not be able to perform. And I think nurturing really starts with you as the human being. And whether it's spiritual, internal, mental, whatever it is, physical, um, just from a normal human being standpoint, that's really where it begins. And I have so many quality people in my life and in my circle helping me do that, that helps get to a place of breaking a world record. It's not just me, I promise you. Like there's a plethora of people, whether it's my trainer, my therapists, you know, my coach, my husband, my agents, whoever it is, like my family, especially all of us, it's all of us doing it together. Um, And I think, you know, that's the number one thing that anybody needs is community. Even in our faith is, that spiritual community to, to help grow with us and, and lean on each other, you know? So it's so cool. It's so good. It's so true. Like so many times, you know, you see one person, but if one person's out there on a platform moment, they have a hundred people behind them that got Mm -hmm. them there. It's so true. I love like the idea of just the body of Christ being a body. And, um, actually I interviewed Jen Johnson earlier today, the podcast. So I don't know if this won't, that won't be out yet, but what she said was so good. She said, you know, the body is built up of many parts and some parts are meant to be more outward features and some parts are meant mm-hmm. to be inner um, things with our body, like our heart and our mind. Yeah. And you can't see it, but it's so there. And that function is like literally bringing life to your body. But then there mm-hmm. are other parts of your body that are your hands. Like me, I talk with my hands. is so expressive. Yeah. <laughs> or your facial expressions. And those are such huge parts of the body too. And it's not that one is necessarily greater than the other. They all need each other to make up the body. And it's the same way when it comes to a sport, when it comes to a work environment, when it comes to somebody, somebody's success, you know, is really can be credited to so many other people's gifting behind them. And so I, I think that's awesome that, you know, you point that out and shout that out because so many people in this culture on this like one track mind of like, I want to be the best. I want to do the thing. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to get the credit, but it's like, you really can't do it alone. And so or you're not going to go as far as you want to do it alone. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, do you have anybody that you look up to like in your field or maybe, maybe it's in track or maybe it's just something completely random that you look up to and it's kind of like mentored you um, through life? That's a great question. Um, in terms of a mentor, I don't, I don't say, I don't think I would have one. Um, but right now, I've truly been loving Elizabeth Elliot um, cool. and her podcasts and her books and just uh, cool. the wisdom in which she speaks. You know, um, yeah. especially you know, as a godly woman, and you know the the messages in which she she shared. Um, I really feel the the spirit just coming off of her and, and, and how That's she cool. presents herself and um, being able to learn from, you know, elder godly women, I think is something that I've really started to step into and I'm starting to, mm-hmm. you know, really look and search for someone that I feel like can mentor me in that way, because I think that's such cool. a crucial part of your Christian walk is being able to have someone a little bit older to lean yeah. on. Um, so I, that's something my whole life, I've honestly felt like I've never had just one genuine person wow. that I've been like, this was my mentor, but I yeah. definitely think that's one area of my life I'm 
yeah. a little bit lacking in right now, but I would love to fill for sure, yeah. you know? That's cool. I think it's really cool yeah. though that you are so mentored by so many people. And I, I say that not knowing you, but knowing that because you always post like, here's the books I'm learning from. You even, I think, have a yeah. highlight on your Instagram of books that you've read and learned from. And, you know, Elizabeth or someone that you look up to that you dive into their messages, dive into their books. I, I think that mm-hmm. is a gift in our generation with social media and books that we have and preaching and conferences and stuff is that we get to be mentored by so many people from afar. Like you might not be able to text her and be like, hey, let's go to coffee. But like you can read a book and be mentored by the life that she lives by her sharing it. And so I think that is beautiful. Not that I think it replaces, you know, someone, you know, speaking into your life. I think you can have several mentors. My my mom is a mentor to me, you know, women at my church who I look up to, but we don't talk all the time, but I can go to them and I know that. But I think also... If you don't have that, it's such a um, great thing that we do have so many people that we can learn from in the Mm -hmm. world because people are doing great things. I think, you know, people doing great things gets overshadowed by so many people doing not great things, but people are doing great things and there's a lot of good out there too. So it's encouraging. sure. I couldn't agree more. Like the little bits and pieces that you learn from everybody that you're around, even sometimes Mm -hmm. strangers or family or, you know, people in your church. I couldn't agree with that more. That's a great point. It's so true. I want to talk about church because you brought it up from the very beginning. Like, what's the best piece of advice? You're like, well, I heard this at church. Uh, what What do you all feel like is the importance of church? Because, you know, I have some people come on the podcast and they'll be like, church is so important. You need to get plugged into a local body. And then I have some people that are like, you know, I don't really go to church, but I love Jesus. And so there's this, you know, is do y'all go to church? Do y'all love church? What What's y'all's uh, views on the church? Great question. Um, I, I'll i be honest, the church we're at right now, Grace Community Church out in the valley with Pastor John MacArthur, um, changed, my li- changed my life, honestly. It's cool. Just the sense of community, uh, godly community, and being able to commune with other believers um, weekly. It's not just a service where you go sit down and then you sit there for 90 minutes and then you leave. They actually have all of these breakout fellowship classes that you can go to. So we go to a nine o'clock service and we hear the main word and then we break off into fellowship groups, which are smaller where you can commune with people and make relationships and build friendships and hear a second word. So you're really being fed and you're communing and you can eat and have lunch. There's a bookstore, like all of these things that the body is supposed to be for one another. Um, I really feel that sense at this church. And I think that's the beauty of the, you know, the local church is, it's a place where you do get filled up and, you know, yeah. there's things all throughout the week. So it's not just a once a week thing, but yeah. you're being able to commune with believers who are living the same way as you, thinking the same way as you, and you're able That's to awesome. build each other up. Like you said, we all different parts of the body, but we make up one whole. And yeah. I think that's the place where that is unified and, you know, exemplified the most. So It's so true. I love it. I agree. I think church is so important. I just think the fellowship and the coming together, the encouragement that you have when you're around other believers. And um, we recently just walked through something hard in our family and just the surrounding of the church was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like of all generations, people that don't know us super well, but are just church family and people that have walked life with us. And it's like, in those moments, you're like, wow, this is why I'm so thankful for 
a church, for a body yeah. of Christ that comes around people and just loves people well. And then it's also good, like even when you're not going through hard times and you're just going through life just to have people and community and worship and uh, a word. I mean, I think it's so important. And so I love that. Right yeah. when you said that from the beginning, I was like, so cool. Love it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I hate to say what's next because when people ask me what's next, I'm like, well, what's now is good, you know, like <laughs> what, what's going on now is fine. But but what are you working on? What are you dreaming about? You know, after accomplishing something so big, how do you even find the inspiration to keep dreaming? Are you one that's like, let's go harder, let's go further? Or are you like, yeah, we did it. Like, where's your where's your heart? It's a little bit of both. I'll be honest. Uh, it was a yeah. little hard after that race kind of just to come back and be like, okay, what is there left to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always more to do. And that's the the coolest that's thing good. about not just sports, but life in general is uh, it's limitless. Um, and yeah. so for me right now, I'm really just fundamentally just starting my season back up and figuring out in terms of track, at least, you know, where do we want to go from here? You know, do we want to stay in this event? Do we want to switch events? Do we want to try something new? All of that is still kind of up in the air. Um, but just continuing to to grow in that aspect and uh, push the bounds of what's possible, I think. But That's right good. now, just relationally with my husband, we're just settling into our new married life. And from awesome. that place, I think everything else will kind of fall into place over time. That's right. Hey, when you get your priorities straight, everything else flows. Everything yeah. else flows naturally. Okay, my last question to you is I need your advice for me because I mentioned to you earlier that I'm not a runner. And as soon okay. as I said it, I was like, I wish I was. Like I wish I I wish I was not not a runner. I wish I was a runner. And my husband just got me running shoes recently. Um, so I think that was his encouragement to me that I should start nice. running. Um, he's been running lately. He's actually been pushing himself to do this goal. Um, that's been really challenging for him. He's trying to do a 500 pound back squat in a sub five minute mile on the same day. So he has been like pushing his body so hard and he's at the point where it's like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but proud of what he's accomplished, even in the training of it, um, yeah. which has been really cool to just watch him push himself. And gosh, he's got the 500 pound back squat. He's at like a 520 mile. I mean, he's doing so good. And I'm like, babe, even that is so impressive. But yeah. for, for me, you know, I get to watch his discipline every day. If someone is not a runner, what mm-hmm. is something you would inspire them with to start running or just what's the beauty of running that you've found uh, when you just strip it back? What What's the beautiful thing to you about running? Wow. Well, first of all, your husband is amazing for this attempt. Like I, I need to, if this takes place, I need video of this because this is unreal and I, I, will let I can't you wait know. to see it. <laughs> I know. I definitely am so proud of him. He's like, but I didn't do it. I'm like, but even that you're doing that is so impressive. Yes. So, oh my, cool. yeah, I could never. Um, <laughs> but I think to start off running is really just I. What I do every season, kind of just to start moving again, is I power walk, and then cool. I work my way up. So, you know, whether it's on a treadmill, whether it's outside, or finding a nice little hill that you like, it's starting off small, which is walking and then speed walking and then adding a little jog in, you know, and making sure I think number one, a lot of people have discomfort with running. It's because the shoes that they're wearing. Um, Mm -hmm. So making sure you have the right running shoes, but starting small and then 
slowly inching that end goal line a little bit further each time to build up your capacity. Because I think sometimes people just want to jump in and dive right yeah. deep from the beginning and then they get discouraged yeah. when they haven't reached that goal. But it's like, yeah. it's really a process. Rome was not built in a day and you have to progress mm-hmm. yourself to that point. So I would say start small, whether it's jogging for five minutes and then six it's minutes good. all the way up to 10, you know, and then by the end of it, you might be a 20 minute to 30 minute run and you're loving the the natural ability that your body was made to do, which was release endorphins. And, cool. you know, just that high that you get from running and exercising, um, you feel accomplished afterwards. And I think cool. exercise is a beautiful thing that everyone should try to get themselves That's cool. to do. I love that. That's actually so encouraging because I love to exercise. I just have never been a runner, but I love to go on walks and I like to power Mm -hmm. walk. But every time I've, this is like when you were saying this was like, that is so me. Every time I've been like, I'm going to start running. I just go outside and try to start running. And then I'm like dying, you know, like this is (laughs) not fun at all. So I just need to work my way up. And that's actually really encouraging. And that is, that's true for all things in life. Life's a process. So many times we want that instant gratification of accomplishing something, but most all accomplishments take time. They take process. They take mm-hmm. really going through um, the training and the hard work. But man, that's what makes it, you know, such an accomplishment. That's what makes it Absolutely. so beautiful. And so that's so good. You're you truly are such an inspiration. And just even talking to you has made me appreciate who you are so much more. Uh, I have loved getting to know about your relationship and your love for the word and just your discipline to your sport and to your job and. And I'm so grateful people are going to get to listen to this. It's so cool to just get to know the person behind um, all that you do. And I'm just so encouraged by you. So thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been a pleasure getting to know you as well. So thank you. So good.